0: Exit Broad Street, right on Patterson, Xfinity Live, CPP, what's happening? Dub F-Lot, stop by F1, fly, Eagles fly, you hear the song getting sung? What team in the league is number one? Bird gang, bird Gang, yeah, said- Welcome
1: to episode 125 of 4th and John. Uh I'd have to say that this is probably one of our most different uh podcasts we've done in the, the history of 4th and John um as uh you know as as we as we go over the last couple months and, and basically the basically the year uh mm-hmm. it, as a country this
2: country the whole world through, yeah
1: this this country has gone through i guess yeah you could say the whole world has gone through uh some changes uh to their lifestyles to their everyday um you know whatever makes them tick. i think everyone's had to uh change it up you had to adjust um, I, I think uh me personally, i think I've gone through you know being in isolation, whether it's being by yourself for like a hundred plus days in an apartment uh being quarantined from family and loved ones uh whether you know i know uh, evan you you've had family members who have passed i've mm-hmm. I've had friends who' have passed have coworkers that have passed so in in terms of uh you know just people just going through. Daily struggles. I think everyone's been dealing with uh, their own kind of thing, um, yeah. and at the end of the day, you know, like you, you have to like, you have to really be self aware in where you stand on certain things, especially uh, with going through the whole pandemic and it, with all the social issues with George Floyd uh, being murdered. Uh, you mm-hmm. know that that's uh, his death is, is definitely. Rocked the nation and uh, sparked sparked some change in in America. Mm -hmm. Um, And me, just being being a a black male Mm -hmm. in America, dealing with the everyday struggles of you know, like I mean, my whole life is really revolved around racism. If Mm -hmm. if I'm being honest, yeah. Um, So it's it's very personal to me, personal to me, and it's also personal to tons of people in America. Um, but I, I feel like uh, you know sometimes you have to have difficult conversations um, and just be real with yourself. Um, but you know, mental health is is also key. Like I, th- I think mentally, I've, I've definitely went through it. Um, but I mean,
2: Evan, how, how have you been holding up over the last couple couple weeks, man? It's just such a a different experience than I feel like anybody. But it's it's also it's also something that is a long time coming. And uh, like I I look back at my life and I just think about everything. I, I grew up in a uh, suburban neighborhood, uh, predominantly white. And like it's just the little things that you didn't acknowledge when you when you're younger and just you're growing up and you're in an environment and. Just, like, seeing, like, small little instances of racism and just, like, uh, like I'm talking about when I was a kid, seeing that and just, like, not thinking much of it. And now when you circle back and you just see everything that's happening this year, it just, like, it makes you want to put your foot down and, and you just don't want to stand for it. You don't want to see this happen anymore. I mean, I'm in a position right now, I'm uh, going to be 26 this year, I'm 25, I... I'm just sick to my stomach with everything that I. I'm sick to my stomach that I gotta wake up and I, I see another dead person in the news that shouldn't have died, and um, I feel awful for it. And you know, I just I, I want to do everything that I can to to stop this cycle. I mean, I, I've seen it in history. You you go you go back, you see that this is not something that is. Just this generation, this is something that's been going on for generations, for centuries. It's just something that needs to come to an end, this racism. And it's something that I feel, um, I feel like a little bit of a grudge towards previous generations. Because I feel like this ultimately, like if you're a human being and you experience human emotions, this is not something that we should be dealing with in 2020. This is something that should have been left far, far, far behind. But um, it's a shame as, as a society that we still deal with it. It's a shame that uh, people that are just disgustingly racist still exist amongst us and still hold power have powerful positions um, yeah it's it's tough man I feel I feel like for the average citizen um, it is it's a tough it's tough waters to maneuver and I think ultimately um, it's draining but it's something that like I said needed to happen this 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 whole movement uh, for equality is something that is long overdue
1: yeah, and at the end of the day, it's like, uh, it, you know, the, the whole movement of the Black Lives Matter, and it's just, just the, the statement of there's, uh, of Black folks just matter. I mean,
2: yeah. the fact to, that, the fact that that offends people is like just mind blowing.
1: I mean, to, to sit here and, you know, to, I remember being a teen, um, and watching the whole Rodney King, um, and and going through the whole experience of like, like I can't believe this is going like and he you know we're we're t- like, here I am like, in my forties dealing with the same. This is something that's it's part of society. Know, yeah, you know, of, of uh, the black experience. Like you know, every generation has dealt with you know whether it's um you know back in the day like it's so many. You know people who have been killed and it's part of our generation generations um, story
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: like I you know I, I got to see my my, rel- my rel- relatives my, my family my brother mm-hmm. my dad we're sitting in a yard yesterday just you know like four different generations of uh, black males just going over stories of our dealings with police um, mm-hmm. And sharing experiences and stories, you know, it's not the first thing I, I want to actually be talking about Gosh. with my family members. I haven't seen them in over three months. Right. This is still heavily on all our minds. And um, just, uh, it's, it's it's difficult, man. It's like explaining the black experience is not something I'm, um, I, 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 you know, excited show, to do. On the yeah. show, we've I've talked about it. And I've talked about our, our experience, my experiences. Um, and, and I'm smart enough to know that all oh, uh, police aren't bad. Of course. Um, and I'm also real enough to know that I've never had a good experience with police. Um, me or my family members. Just mm-hmm. As black black males in my family, I've never had... You know, again, we're not... No, one, no one's criminals.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean... As, as, a, as a as a white man, I, I've been pulled over. I'm not the best driver, Gail. Full disclosure, I'm a, I'm a pretty awful driver. Yeah, yeah. But I have been pulled over plenty of times, and it's very real that I have never once feared for my life any single time I've ever been pulled over. It's never even crossed my mind. What's yeah. what's what's crossed my mind is, am I going to get a ticket? That's ultimately as bad as I think it's going to be. Is, am I, am, is he going to give me a speeding ticket, or can I crack a joke and I'll be able to get out of it? Like that's my experience of getting pulled over. And for someone who's a dear friend of mine, it's completely different. And that to me, it just this whole uh, notion of that's just the way it is. That's just the way it's always been. That just infuriates me because it shouldn't be the way it is.
1: Yeah. And and it's like, you know, I've I've told the story like to you guys, like being, you know, when you get pulled over um, because they, they believe that you're robbing your own house and they have guns on you And you're like, is this going to be, is this going to be my last, is this how it it ends? Like I'm going to get shot for robbing my own house. Like if you say that to yourself, like if you're, if you're, uh, you know, yourself, you're a white person and you say this to yourself, I'm going to get killed for robbing my own house. This sounds Sounds weird to you, right? It's, it's, it's really, you know, and then, you know, the cops are like, uh, okay, you have, you know, you gave me your license. Okay. It's over with, right? You know, okay. Your address so is much.
0: right on your license,
1: right? One of my neighbors called the police. I guess all right. That it is what it is now. Like we're moving forward, right? Right. So right. when they when they asked you to, where are you going now? I'm like, what do you mean? Where am I going now? Like it's your
2: neighborhood. Yeah.
1: I I'm going to Dunk. I literally was going to Dunkin' Donuts to get uh, food. Right. They they followed me all the way to Dunkin' Donuts through the drive-through. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, all the way back home, and and, or if the time when I was in D.C., like when I got pulled over by Pentagon police, um, they thought I was they thought I was a terrorist, (laughs) and uh, they had I'd say about ten M16s and a roadblock, and you know that SWAT team pulled up to the side, and they thought they had loud on the loudspeaker, they thought I was filming the Pentagon. I don't know, I was. Just on vacation, and they, yeah. they had they took my camera. And they were like, they, "I was watching." Um, they were watching my vacation footage
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, to s- go through like my whole footage. Right and here, I am like on vacation, and they're like, and they, "They realize that I'm just a regular." But it, yeah. it's like you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna die here. <laughs> I'm gonna die right now if I don't do the right thing, and it's like um, that's I something.
2: That's something that I feel like with everybody um, that, you know, unfortunately passes. I feel like when they become a hashtag, like the the sense that that person had a complex life and had a family and had all of these, these things, that kind of gets swept to the side. And it's just kind of like an, another statistic sort of thing. And like me knowing you, I've known you for going on five years now. I know I know, I know you well. I know that you're not the violent type. I know that you're not an, an aggressor like that. I know that's not your personality. And, right. like, I know that if something were to happen to you, that, like, that's exactly what I would be telling people. And I know that that's exactly what all of these other families are trying to explain. And, yeah. like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's heartbreaking that each one of these people, they had their own lives going on that were cut and, short. And,
1: and stories with family, and people with families, and, you know, like, there, there was a part in my life where I stopped driving because, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, like, how how can I, like, you know, I'd be in cars I'd be driving and I'd be telling, you know, I'd be on a date or something. And I'd I'd have to tell people that I get pulled over a lot. Um, And then 30 seconds later, get pulled over. And the cops roll down the window and, like, are there any guns or drugs in the car we should know about? And I'm like, "Um, well, can we search your trunk? Like, you're on a date, dude. You're like, right. And you you have your guns drawn already. Like, dude, like, I'm not, I'm on a fucking date. Right. (laughs) But it's, or it's like being, being, you know, years of being stopped and frisked in New York City, like I'm on my way to work, and you're like right. hey, frisked. It, it, so you have to. These are like, and I'm that. Like I said, I'm the average Joe. I'm not. I'm not. Right. If I, if you're in an area that's heavily policed, this is what you go through daily. You know. Right. It, me, I stopped driving for three years because I was like, right. you know, what? if I don't drive, I won't get pulled over.
2: Yeah.
1: And I, I think it's, um, you know, like. You know, I'm talking to my black friends and saying like, yo, is this the, is this the one that like, uh, is this the one that changes everything? Like, yeah. You know, like, are we going to see change? Um, and it's a common discussion that's being ha- had between my whole bunch of my friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I feel like with the whole COVID situation and everyone having to be home and be focused on, there's not much going on, but... Um, yeah. So I mean, you're you're seeing. Uh, I think America was forced to see. Um, I think America was forced to see some things that they weren't. I I guess they were forced to see some things that have been going on.
2: Their eyes weren't ready for.
1: And uh, there's nothing else. There's no sports. There's no. There's no anything to to. Um, distract you from the situations at hand
2: yeah and Um, I, i think that that is something that really just added to the whole issue is that like um police brutality is something that has been talked about for decades now and then we have covid right and everybody's supposed to be on lockdown so a fraction of the people that are on the streets are now on the streets and then this problem of police brutality just continues to happen even though we've got a, a small fraction of the people that that are usually out and about, this is still happening at like the same rate, and it's just and it feels and it feels like it's it almost feels like it's accelerating, just by, just by the way that the news covers it. Right,
1: I think it's definitely a. Uh, you're, I mean, the, to, to see the overwhelming, um, you know, response of people, whether it was uh, you know, the peaceful protesters, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people out in the streets. Um, you know, we had riots. Yeah. Um You know, it's uh, they they say, they say you know riots are the voice of uh, the voice of the unheard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think um,
2: there was a, there was a lot that came from that though. There, there's been some legislation that's already changed, and um,
1: exa- I mean, exactly. I mean, there's been some changes. I know in, in New York City they have changed a lot of uh, things in uh, with policing, and I, I just think also not not only just. Uh, legislation, I'm t- you know,
0: to people. We you need know, to
2: people. change the mindset. Like, the, Trayvon Martin's, the the gun that you, was used to kill Trayvon Martin sold for $750,000. Like, that, if that's not an example of just how racist it can get, like, that's it right there, man. It's disgusting.
1: I, I mean, it's, it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, when, when you think about, you know, so the whole social media aspect, and the whole, you know, like brands, like putting out like fake yeah. messages. And, I know. Um, and, and there's a lot of PR moves going on right now. And you, and if you guys know anything about us or your forefathers, we're, we're never, you know, we try to be as much authentically as, uh, as we can and speak from our hearts. And, yeah. you know, when I, you know, when I'm telling you, I mean, you're at home in tears um, and pain and, and trying to figure out what what you can do as a person, um, just dealing with the like the post uh, the PTSD of all all of this. Yeah. Um, but I I think um, you know I've gotten calls from friends saying, "Hey, what can I do? What can I, what, what can I change?" And, uh, you know, like the whole you know again we talk about people just who post will post a hashtag and you know Blackout Tuesday and You know, it's it's really about being self-aware. Whether it's being you as a person, you as an individual. I don't care who you are. You know what kind of discussions that you are having at home Mm -hmm. with your circle of friends, whether that be your family or your um, your best friends. Um, You know what kind of conversations are being had. So anyone can front on on the timeline. I'm this or I'm that, but you you exactly know. So I don't have to sit here and, and say like, well, you should. You know exactly what you, mm-hmm. you, you talk about, and you know exactly what you let slide. Um, and I, I come from this weird dynamic, being a biracial, like being being black, mm-hmm. Filipino. My 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 uh, my birth certificate says black. It doesn't say anything about being Filipino.
0: Yeah,
1: um, being an area which where i live at is predominantly spanish i get i get people think i'm dominican or <laughs> or i i have have uh, people who talk about asian people in front of me thinking i'm
2: not, not asian part right. part asian
1: right so i it, i'm i come from this weird dynamic where i've seen racism from every my whole my right. whole life has been right around racism so it's it's just like at the end of the day, it's like being really self-aware and not letting things pass your front door. Yeah. Like, I could easily sit here and let someone talk about Asian people, and I'm like, yo,
2: what do you... Yeah, you got to call them out. And that's that's where I feel like we're at right now as, as a society is that, like, I think... Like, everybody... I feel like there's a lot of people asking what you can do. What you can do... Like, you don't need to... Go out and and have some do something huge. You can do something as simple as cha- try and change the mindset of the people that that think wrong in in the of, that are in your life. Whether you got someone that's racist in your family, you've got you know people at, at wherever someone that you regularly talk to and you know that they, their values don't line up the way they should. Yet you have to make your effort to try and change them. That's what you can do.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's really about um, you know uh, being the change. Mm-hmm. Like if, if if you want to, if you want to see a, a different different world, yeah, it, it starts with you.
2: Mm-hmm. And and just saying that's just the way it always has been. That's just lazy, and that's that's a, that's accepting a world that uh, you know you, you shouldn't accept.
1: I mean, and people will talk colors like black, white, brown, yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 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 color we have to be worried about as, as people is uh, gray, because the gray the gray area where people stand, um, where the, whether they don't do anything, don't say anything, or don't um, you know stand aside while you know things are going on. Uh, that's the that's the scary part. Um, and I, I think people have to step out of the gray area and take a a stance on you know social injustices um i mean r- racism there's really no there's no debate on that yeah uh, situation I, I think it's I, I think it's like we've evolved so much as like as a, yeah, as, a as a nation and uh, technology and we have we have like we still have racism
2: it's crazy like, it's crazy like we're, we've got we've got the capabilities to send people out into orbit and we get it hung up on this shit like, it's, a, it's yeah. kind
1: of like having a disorder, mm-hmm. um, and it, it, if if it goes on, it's, like untre- it's a
2: brain malfunction.
1: Right, if it goes untreated, um, you
2: know, it, it, it gets worse.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, um, it's it's definitely for me. You know, first, you know, before I'm an Eagle fan, I, I'm a black man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> me talking about the Eagles, I felt like it was it just really had no place um, for me at the moment. Like, yeah, you know, like talking about the Eagles, like. I, I could care less who's uh, you going to be our second string safety or running back or who's right. playing the slot. Right. Uh, like these are you know I really felt like I had to like take a step back and regroup and get my mind right, man. got like I, yeah. I feel like um, when I I've been inspired by seeing some of the things that have been out there, um, you know, people out there really just just holding holding down the the, the cause and really just. I don't know, man. It's, it's it's inspiring for me. You're talking about a person who's been like, I'm like, yeah. Are, are things ever gonna change? Yeah. I've always I'm, I've got to a point in my life where I'm like, yo, when are things gonna change?
2: Yeah.
1: Um. And I, I, you have you have to have faith on the younger generation. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, shout out to shout out to your generation. Yeah. Ev.
2: Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> we thank you. Know you.
1: I mean, <laughs> I mean it, 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 it's weird because we're going through this whole. Pandemic and, it, and it's a time of like self-reflection mm-hmm. because you're forced to like sit here. Right. For me, I'm I've been alone with my thoughts for about over three months and being like right. self self analyzing, you know, um, to the point where you're just like, wow, man, like, what do I need to change in my life? What do right. I need to? Uh, what direction am I going to go moving <laughs> forward? Or how can I inspire somebody? How can I like um, be a better you better be human and be a better neighbor to to, to the next man.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, have you had any uh, aha moments about like? The- well, no. Just to touch on what you just said about um, about my generation in particular, I think I think kind of the dynamic of what's going on is that I think heavily why this movement is being pushed so hard by my generation has to do with the internet. I think that pretty much everybody that grew up prior to the internet. Uh, They grew up and they knew the people in their neighborhood, and that's all you knew. And I think that's what a lot of racism stemmed from, because I think that there was neighborhoods that were all white. I think there were neighborhoods that were all black. And I think everybody just knew their own tight-knit little group, and they didn't want to deal with this other group over here, where now with the existence of the Internet, everybody has access to conversation and meeting everybody. And so, like, me me and you— wouldn't know each other if it were, if it weren't for Twitter. You know what I mean? Like that, that we're, we're from, yeah, exactly. And so, um, I just think that the internet connecting all these different cultures, uh, exposing people to things that they would never see the racism that they would never have even imagined existed outside of the town. I think all of that is really, um, is, is the driving force in, uh, in this change. And, I'm hoping that it, it continues to propel to actual change to happen and actually see, because I, man, I I I want this to end. Obviously, not as bad as you do, man, but like I I, I want this to end. No, I think
1: we all do, man. I, I know.
2: I, it, I mean, if you have a
1: good heart, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, like I said, like we, we, we you have to find common ground mm-hmm. in individuals. Whether it's you know, like we both love the Eagles, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, just like every human being wants to go home to their. But, you know, they want to go home to their family. And, like, and when people, will, you know, will say, um, like, well, I don't see race or I don't see color. Mm-hmm. I think at this point in time, it's it's most important that you do see race yep. and you do see color. And um, it's it's about um, accepting differences. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I see you, I see you, you for you, Evan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also know, you know, your your background like right. you see me for me exactly I, I, and you don't really see a lot of black Filipino shout out to the black and Filipino <laughs> out there. but it's, it's it's you know these are uh, two different you know your background my background coming mm-hmm. together and actually having a conversation um, you know it, and it's it's weird because like growing up in Connecticut and then like moving out by New York City I've, I've worked in New York City for 20 years yeah um, seeing the diversity and see just I mean that's one thing I'm fortunate in. and obviously not everyone's fortunate to see a, a di- diversity like New York City
2: yeah melting pot of the country
1: yeah experience you know 20 years of mm-hmm. no. I've seen so many like I've I saw I saw um, the World Trade Center go down from my my, my, my from, the from the ferry uh, yeah, yeah. from the ferry from my desk actually. yeah um and just watching the nation a scary day as scary of that day was and you know it was like my first first day on the job like first like month on the job mm-hmm. or whatever and just seeing the way that people came together from all walks of life
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, whether it was you know, you know just just people just lending helping uh,
2: yeah, whether it was grocers that were donating to, you know, first responders or everybody everybody was helping out.
1: Every every nationality of first responder was out there like and and everyone sat there and you know, you would clap every time you saw a first responder and mm-hmm. just everyone came together, man, and, it, and it's like this is the kind of the same kind of feeling I feel, feel like people should have for people This cause this yeah. this whole movement of like yeah, mm-hmm. the company—I mean, the the country—is coming together. Yeah, as as one, and you should you should applaud that. You should applaud um, the good in people that you're seeing mm-hmm. come out of this, um, and the level of respect that people are having for each other. Like, I mean, e- empathy is something that's been missing. You know, like you always see that post. Like people are like, "Oh, nobody cares. Nobody right. cares." Like, I mean, there are people out who are out here that care. Yeah. And I, I care about, you know, I know I personally, I know you, you do as well. We've yeah. spoken enough about this off camera to know that, uh, we both feel that way. And, um, it's, it's, it's definitely, you know, th- this conversation is not, uh, the normal Eagles.
2: Nah. Yeah. This isn't the normal fourth and John.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we definitely, uh, you know, we've we t- we talked on some things man. and then it's, I think it's like, you just have to, uh, realize that, um, you know change for those who are feel uncomfortable that like like some, you know black americans are like t- taking I don't, I don't know what the the idea that or the I- ideology that some people feel like to to for you to say black lives matter we're not nobody's challenging you or taking away okay. your uh I don't want yeah, to take no, you, anything you saying Black
2: Lives Matter doesn't make me feel like my life doesn't matter.
1: I mean, at the end of the day, you really have to embrace that. And it, like, I could. There's been part of me where I, I've been, I've been pretty. Uh, now I've been posting here and there on, on Twitter, but just you know, arguing with. I, I caught myself arguing with racists, and I, I felt like I was like, man, like this just how I'm gonna spend my time arguing with racists about. Mm-hmm. There's almost so much breath I can sit here and, and accountability is all that the American people are asking for, um, mm-hmm. and I feel I feel bad that um you know the, the guys that are doing their job out there have to deal with you know the mistakes of others, and, but that's the, that's that's like in anything, account
2: accountability, yeah, is, and that and that's where. And like that's where ultimately I think it all lies is that like everyone that's rational and is and is and is, you know, a, a thinker, we're able to realize that not all cops are bad. It's it's but it's beyond just the bad cops not acting out and rogue. It's it's the we want also the good cops to stop the bad cops in, yeah. in the act so we don't so we don't have to mourn another another mm-hmm. loss of life like th- that should that should be a part of being a good cop is is stopping another officer in the action right and, and uh, like that that's that's what we we you know would would like to see the police officers they they work for the people that they they, they, they they have an oath to protect the people and that means everybody within that area not just the other police officers
1: yeah and and not in just certain neighborhoods yeah um but it, again. It's like these are the honest conversations that we have to have as individuals. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is just honest, honest, honest discussion. Yeah, and I would so oh, much
2: rather have an uncomfortable, awkward conversation than a conversation where we're mourning somebody. That's that's where I stand on it. You know what I mean? I would right. I would ra- I would rather to to feel uncomfortable, feel awkward to, during a conversation than to be be the shoulder to cry on, because somebody lost their life.
1: And when you go back to, uh, you know, Colin Kaepernick and you know people asking like, why can't people protest
2: peacefully? And that's peacefully. exactly what was going on.
1: Um, and that's exactly what, yeah, like you said, what was going on. Um, you know, I had opportunity. Like again, like you know, I, just at my job, you get these opportunities just to, just to uh, experience some things some people don't see, but I got a chance to sit down and listen to Colin Kaepernick speak for like two hours, man. Just like five feet away from me. Just, he's talking about his experiences. And,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, just saying that, uh, you know, his, his girlfriend was like, well, how much money did you think you had lost from this whole, you know, standing down, you know, right. Uh, taking your stance. And he was like probably about $20 million and, and the crowd laughs. And then, uh, he said that you know when when I look at it, forty million black people in America, is there if is their lives worth fifty cents each? He's like, it's well worth it to me. It's well worth it. Yeah. That was like the best twenty million dollars I I ever spent. Yeah. Um, and for it to come back back around full circle, you know, his message may haven't been his message may not have been clear mm-hmm. to. The majority in this country, but. Yeah, his was, message
2: was also skewed by media.
1: Yeah, um, but it just having that opportunity to sit there and like actually speak to him, and listen to him, um, voice his opinions was very eye opening. Um, and it's not like i everyone can get that opportunity. I, I was like one of those moments where I'm, like I'm stopping everything I'm doing, I'm actually gonna. Uh,
2: yeah, listen meet, to what he has to say.
1: Yeah, and, um, but I think moving forward, you know, the NFL has his, you know, they're, I guess they're doing their little PR run and taking a step back and actually listening to the players. They're backpedaling
2: um, hard right now on that whole Kaepernick yeah, it,
1: situation. It's it's it's, it's very it's, it's it's very interesting times, man. Like uh, again, like I don't know, like it's just seeing 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 some kind of change, but like you know, you're 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 it's a borderline of like, are they changing because they want to or are they changing to save face?
2: Right. Is and this if, is this something that's going to stick or is this something that is just in the moment for PR purposes? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I, I do think it's going to change. I, I think there's no, there's really no, there's really no, there's no really gray area with racism in, mm-hmm. in America. And there's no, uh, you, you could, like it, the ones that who, who continue to find find excuses of why not to value um, black lives in America shows you where they stand. Mm-hmm. Now I, I think it's I think it's an interesting an interesting time in America where um, white Americans, whether you're dealing with family members, um, are actually finding out where some of your family members stand Mm -hmm. on some of these social issues it's it's gotta be it's gotta be interesting in other in other households Mm -hmm. that you know you didn't that never talked about race before and now have to actually talk about race which is these uncomfortable conversations have to
2: be had yeah yeah i mean i've seen it across the board i've seen i've seen people that are uh no longer talking to certain family members. I see people that have have given up on year long, decade long friendships, and just, just no no longer willing to put up with it. And ultimately, like, I mean, I I, I side I side with the humans, man. I, I side with people that just want to live a humane life. And um, yeah, yeah. I, I th- it,
1: it, it, there's nothing there's nothing political
2: about. Yeah. Um, that, that that's the other part too. Valuing a human life. Right. It's, you know what politics is? Politics is is foreign policy, it's trade. That's politics. To, like a, a race and gender equality, like all that. That's just that's being a human, man. That's being a human.
1: It's 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 uh it's definitely um it's just definitely interesting times, man. Um I, I like if if we're going to get to some eagle, like a, a, a tad of eagles talk You know, listening to Carson Wentz um, or reading what he had to say, and how him and you know him and Zacherts also—I mean, Zacherts also said something. But just you know, looking at Carson Wentz coming from his background and seeing where he um, grew up, and him just just really giving you an honest and open look and a magnifying glass to who he is as yeah. an individual saying that I, I stand with you, but I don't know everything.
2: Yeah. I. I but that's authentic.
1: Right. right. And, and we, we don't, we don't like it's to hear someone say, you know what? I don't have all the answers, but I've seen some of the changes being in my locker room and what, with my teammates experiencing things. I, I was, he's never experienced before.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, it's definitely had to have changed his outlook on, on life and, um, the way he um, deals with other, you know, people that don't look like him, you know, right, right. sharing the same locker room with the Malcolm Jen- Jenkins, yeah, you think that's not going to change um, some of your, your outlook. mindset,
2: yeah, you
1: know, just really like team leaders, like having guys like Chris Long and Malcolm Jenkins really set the tone for the Philadelphia Eagles um, in terms of social issues and yeah. and it's standing up for justice, man.
2: It's funny how. Chip Kelly came here and preached about culture and ultimately his culture was just like what like the culture that we built in the locker room after he left is what is the culture we want. And
1: if you look at you know that that Super Bowl winning Eagles team it's you know 53 men who, all different walks of life who enjoyed each other's company who actually when they say chemistry we could say harmony the human race but
2: that that team had the juice man they really the did juice.
1: they did the juice I mean it's just talking about like um when when everyone can work towards a common goal i mean well, you there's nothing that you can't accomplish when you have everybody focused on the same goal
2: yeah yeah
1: i mean uh you know it's it's, it's definitely you know this this uh 2020 has been um it's been a doozy man like I, it has I, been yeah, it's like when you look back in history and you, you see your parents, your grandparents, your aunts and uncles talk about historic moments in America. Mm-hmm. You don't realize—I mean, you do now—that you're realizing you are—you're you're living, living history. Through, yeah. You're living through history, yeah. um, and like everyone out there, you don't have to have the answers to everything. There's some, you know, the times that we're going through where we have. To, questions and answers about the pandemic we have uh, a lot of questions and answers Um, not everyone's going to have the answers to everything
2: Mm -hmm. Um, but you have to stay in that mindset that things can get better Um, the 2020 history class 2020 history class in 2075 is going to be a doozy man this whole chapter (laughs) is going to be a doozy they're going
1: to turn to that page you're like jesus
2: (laughs) this all happened in one year
1: (laughs) <laughs> uh, like I'm, I mean, I, I, I'm reading here that there there was a mob that was protecting Christopher Columbus statues in Philly. Is that true, Dad? Like the yeah. genocide guy, right? Yeah, it's it, from from. I mean, it's like from just to, to even Kobe passing away. Like
2: that feels like years ago now. That feels that feels like so long ago. Just like it's really
1: just been. Uh, I, I, I don't know where to to go you know yeah i, I think i think as a you know, as a podcast um we're, we're gonna continue and tr- try to be the best version of ourselves here um again um you know it, uh, like in, i said in the beginning of the show this is not the the most normal podcast that we've had to have um because uh you know uh, you know we wanted to close out and Make mention of uh, E. Uh, you're probably wondering why it's just me and, and Evan on this show, um, but uh, you know, E has been our, our brother, and he's been, um, you know, when we started this whole thing, when we, me and he first started to figure out what we wanted to do with this, uh, it was about bringing Eagle fans together the best way we knew how, and be, being passionate about the Eagles and it's really been a passion project for all of us. Everyone who's been involved or everyone who's, um, moved on. Um, uh, it's just been, it's been a great time and a great ride. Um, but you know, unfortunately E, e has decided to step away from and John. Um, it's not like there's no ill will here. We're all yeah. brothers. I went, I went out fishing with E, uh, a week ago. Um, it's just for his own personal reasons. Um, he just, it's time to focus on his family and he had other, uh, things he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and as, as a, as a group, as a podcast, as a, you know, a community here, we should we'll always support E and support what he's done for the community. Um, again, we've, we can't stress it enough. It just bring bring bringing people together. Um, that has been uh, our biggest success. And yeah. I can't stress uh, how important that is to us moving forward as a group. Uh, we'll continue to to um, make E proud. And, um, again, we're, there's, there's, we're, we're, we're brothers to the end. We, we got to see a Super Bowl together, dude. Yeah. yeah,
2: that was huge. That was huge. I mean, we got to experience so much. I remember. Um, I mean, I, I first joined the podcast when uh, when you guys first started. I was uh, I was a college student. I reached out to E, sent him an email. I was just like, hey, I want to be involved in any way I can. And um, throughout these years, E Rock has um, helped train me, help helped me um, progress my skills on the mic, help uh, taught me so much about editing you name it so so many things that uh that go into the technicalities of the show he's helped show me the ropes i'm forever thankful for that um you know it's it's uh unfortunate we're going to be moving on the podcast um without him but you know obviously we wish him the best but yeah he's uh me and gail are uh are looking forward to uh the next season of Eagles football and getting back to uh getting back to normal fourth and John shows eventually.
1: Yeah, I mean it's 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 uh even you look talk about teammates going down, whether it be Brandon Brooks or uh Carson Wentz in two thousand and seventeen, mm-hmm. uh or last year in the in the in the playoffs. I mean
2: A lot of people say I look like Nicky Foles, you know.
1: Okay. Well, I mean <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna definitely have to Nick Foles his thing. Um, <laughs> um but it's again it's it's uh it's definitely uh, we're definitely gonna miss E.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, 100%. But, like I, I
1: like I said to him on the phone yesterday, he I'm like, dude, it's not like you're dead, man. You're <laughs> you phone call away, and, and right. Uh, we'll and we're
2: we're, we're still gonna see him. Like it's not like uh, it's not like E-Rock is is exiled himself from from our lives. It's just he's taking a step back. He's 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 focusing on other things right now, and we're continuing to focus on this. Yeah, uh, you
1: know, we love the Eagles. I know. I know. We. It's. It's been. A, it's been a part of our uh, lives for so long. Like the last five years, it's to be focused on. On. I guess when you think of it in pandemic terms, mm-hmm. the Eagles being like a. Uh, the focal point of my like you. I, I realize how much I spent on the Eagles. Mm-hmm. My life revolved around. My life. I, I mean, our lives have always revolved around the Eagles. I mean, mm-hmm. that's really what. Why Forth and John works in terms of like I had work. my
2: Eagles tattoo in my mind when I was twelve <laughs> years old, man. <laughs> that's how much my life revolved around it.
1: We're we're a fan centric, fanless type podcast. Where that's what our 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 lives our lives do revolve around the Eagles. And during this pandemic, you had to be forced to be like, wow, I can't believe uh, this is really. I guess is I I guess we're passionate, right?
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean that that's all we're, like that's I I explained uh, I when when I was studying broadcasting in college I said um like we had to do this whole report about there was all I was in class with a bunch of uh kids that wanted to be a part of political media. They wanted they wanted to be like um you know on C-span and all that stuff. And and I simply said to my teacher I just want to be the guy that everybody goes to when they're not listening to those people. I want, I want, I want just I want to talk about the Eagles. That's all I want to do. And um, that's I I can't see in my in my future at least now I can't see me ever wanting to stop doing that.
1: And when when I look back at all the moments that we've all shared together as a group, uh, everywhere we traveled, and every, all, all the people that we have met, mm-hmm. all the people of all the people who listen to this podcast out there, um, you know, meeting you guys face to face, you guys sending me DMs, uh, whether it's your um, you know, the, the the messages you leave uh, and, there are, you know, you guys are rating and subscribing. Mm-hmm. The, the me- little messages that all I like. All your
2: kind words.
1: I mean, it really means a lot to us. And yeah. getting to experience that with everyone, um, you can't can't take it away. I mean, these are experiences that we've all, I, I'd say, made for ourselves. Like, we all came together as a group and made mm-hmm. it happen and experienced some things that you can only... You know, like some people talk about it, and some people actually are about it. Right. Um, yeah. And and just having the opportunity to to sit there with guys who are as crazy as you are, and be like, "Yo, we're gonna, let's," I'm ready to go wherever and bring right. these birds, whatever, or like talk about them whenever, or um, just it's it's really been um, it's been really a great ride, and I'll I'll always look back at you know the times and be proud and be, be proud of, um, all the guys, um, whether, you know, guys come and go, whether, you know, you know, starting off, we had, you know, Mike and we had Ziz mm-hmm. and we had Justin yeah. to help us produce,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and he, and we're sitting at a bowling alley at our first episode and just be looking over and like, what am I doing? <laughs> uh, we're flying by the city, of your pants. We're, yeah. We're going to do this podcast. Episode one, we're at 125. Um, yeah it's just been a great ride and i'll i'll always um uh, you know look back uh, positive
2: yeah yeah it's it's something that like like, it, like we're so no no regardless of whether there was a podcast or not like me and you are always going to be talking eagles football and it's just so nice to have a fan base that is appreciative of uh of what we do as much as as you guys are like you guys really do um you know everything that you guys say positively it, re- it really it resonates with us and we appreciate it and um we we just want to bring you more content we want we want to continue to uh to build on the foundation that Iraq helped create
1: yeah um yeah i mean I, I think i think it's all for us i mean we it's just again like when we talk about podcasts uh you know podcast topics this has probably been the weirdest uh, Yeah. Yes. Episode
2: 125 has a little asterisk <laughs> next to
1: it. <laughs> I mean, we've really been, like, again, you know, I'm not going to, what we talked about at the beginning of the show is, it's really important to us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, it's, it's, you know, moving forward, it's a, it's a way of a life mm-hmm. um, for us, and, and it, the, it's just, it's just, and then and now we're talking about uh having, having to uh, move on. <laughs> It's weird, but um, definitely. Again, we just want to say thank you to E.
2: Absolutely, thank you, E. Um, and and good luck. Everything.
1: Yeah. And and catch catch. He's, he's going to catch
2: like a marlin tomorrow or something, man. He.
1: Is he, he if we could put any, he's, he's got a sign up that says "go on fishing" because he's, he's, <laughs> he's doing a lot of fishing. Yeah. But uh, you know, for you guys out there, uh, we appreciate you guys supporting, subscri- subscribing. Um and supporting what we do over the years has really meant a world, meant the world to us. Yeah. Uh. But uh, next episode we will be heavily
2: back on heavily, the Eagles talk. Uh,
1: doing Eagles talk, um, like we normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me and, and, and Evan and the rest of the guys, Tracks Prime and, and the writers, Fourth and John, uh, uh we just want to thank you guys for your continued support and fly, Eagles
2: fly go birds what's up Philadelphia
0: everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or Mc Crispy Sandwich but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it